You're listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing, the podcast about podcasting. On this show, we talk about how to turn your passion into a podcast that can earn money, fill up your sales funnel, and help you gain super duper confidence along the way. I'm your host, Emily Milling, podcaster, marketer, producer, and lover of all things podcasting. You're listening to another episode of Ultimate Podcast Marketing with me, your host and podcast producer, Emily Milling. And I'm so freaking excited today to have celebrity podcaster Sarah Vartanian here with me today. And I was going to point at you and get you to say your name. So today I'm here with Sarah Vartanian. Yay! Sarah, tell me all about yourself. Tell me who you are. What's your deal? Tell me everything. Well, I'm Sarah Vartanian. I'm a launch strategist and conversion copywriter, and I am also one of your students from your podcast, Rocket Course, which was amazing, and I am thrilled to be here today to talk copywriting and podcasting with you. Amazing. How did you get into copywriting and digital marketing generally? I'm curious to know, because you've been doing this for quite a while. Like I remember seeing your photos at Make Lemonade like years ago, and I'm like, who's this lady? She looks like so cool and put together and awesome. I gotta know, how did she, what's her secret? So tell me, how did, how did all of this get started? Ooh, I like that. Thank you. Those photos are some of my favorite photos. Thanks to some really good photographer and makeup artist. So I actually got started in digital marketing and copywriting over five years ago. I was running a blog at the time called Green Mums Collective. It still exists. I just don't update it. And during this time, I was like creating and running influencer campaigns for green businesses when a few of them asked me to take photos for their Instagram and write social captions. So I did it. And within a few, a span of a few months, I was writing social captions and newsletters for multiple businesses. But it wasn't really until I got hooked up with an ed tech app startup that I really made the shift into copywriting and more specifically launching. So that app actually got acquired by an amazing, huge educational company, probably one we all remember from school days and book fairs. And then I began working with other service-based business owners who want to take their signature process, one-to-one services, and scale them through memberships, group programs, and courses. So fast forward to today, and I'm now strategizing dozens of launches a year, and I'm writing, I think, tens of thousands of words in copy for them all. Holy cow. And so the people that you work with, tell me a little bit about them. What What is it that draws you to them and, and what kind of entrepreneurs and business owners are you working with? So a few things happened in like sort of rapid succession in 2015 that really changed, I wouldn't say the way I work and what was important to me, which led to where I am now. So I actually took a leave of absence from teaching where I had spent 10 years in the classroom building my career. And I did this because my mom was given six months to live. So my family and I left the city, Toronto, to move to a little log cabin on the lake, which is like down the road from where my dad and her had retired. And I spent the summer helping to look after her. And then um, after battling breast cancer for 10 years, she passed away four months later. So about a month after that, my son entered kindergarten. We were living on this like log house. We thought we'd have some good time to grieve and be together and all that. He entered school and had a really hard time. So he was actually like a really chill little dude. But then once he was at school, he was aggressive, upset and unhappy. We had calls all the time. And I had already wanted to take a leave from teaching and really like hoping was for a permanent leave. I was actually hoping that year away from teaching on the lake, I could grow my business from more of like that side hustle to a full time piece. But now that my son was having all this hard time, I actually really needed more choice in my days than ever. It really mattered. 
because although we came back to Toronto a year later, my son was in and out of school for his first few years. And I really needed flexibility, which meant needing to that like one-to-one work every single day wasn't going to work for me. And the fact is I'm not alone in that, that many entrepreneurs I work with have their own reasons for needing to shift beyond one-to-one work or have something that's happening in parallel to their one-to-one work. And it's not always about actually just making more money, right? It's about that time freedom or having that space in their life because of family or health or, you know, just enjoying life. And so that's what brought me really to work with service-based business owners because I wanted them to create other options to have the life that they really want to have for whatever reason they want it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, the the one-to-one services stuff, it took me a couple of years to figure out how to stop constantly working for other people all the time. And I'm still, you know, I'm still working through that. I've got a business coach, Leanne Kim. Everybody probably knows her by now <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, she's she's been coaching me on figuring out how to do more of the one-to-many stuff. And and I know that you've, like with the launch strategy side of things, like this is a pretty huge part of your toolkit and what you offer entrepreneurs. So when you're creating these tools for entrepreneurs to to create more time for themselves, what is it? How do you put yourself in their shoes? Because like I took your course, I took your mini course, the the list playbook, and you really gave me a solid understanding. And like, I've been a marketer for years, but you gave me a really solid understanding of how to figure out how to get into your clients' heads or your potential clients' or customers' heads. So when you're developing all of these tools, what are some of the things that you're thinking about in order to accomplish this and, and really help them with that? That's a great question. So I do for myself exactly what I tell my clients. So it's actually to listen more. And I kind of say it's like going on a listening tour. So Thinking back to what are those questions that arrive in your inbox when people inquire to work with you or when you're on that first call with a client, what are the things that are always like worrying them or on their mind? What are those ultimate goals that they have? And then also going into like Facebook groups where your ideal clients are hanging out. And if you're like using that little search option on the side of the Facebook groups and looking up things related to your topics, like for me, I'd look up copywriting or launching And what are those questions that are always coming up? What are people talking about? So you really know what's on your mind. You can look at reviews. You can even look at your testimonials. But it's the more that we can listen and really pay attention, especially in the very beginning. Because that's like when people are, I would think about like, what are people Google searching late at night when they can't sleep? Or especially in your business, like us business owners sometimes have a tendency to have like some of those late nights when things are on our mind. What are they looking for? And how can you find out what that is and solve that problem. So I do that for myself when I create my, my products. And that's what I encourage my clients to do as well, especially when we're thinking about like list building or creating like a winning offer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you certainly completely changed how I approach list building. Cause first of all, I had no clue what the heck I was doing when I started even trying to list build. And like I started with zero people and now I have a list of 87, which frankly for me is a really, really good list. I don't know how the heck to benchmark and I'm sure people have significantly more than I do, but because of what I learned in your course, you're just like, just the mini course alone, like Frankly, I must find other ways to work with you to to change this too. But <laughs> just the mini course alone has 
completely shifted how many people are opening my emails, how many people are responding as well. Like they're, they're emailing me back. They're like, Oh, thank you for checking in. I'm so glad that we still have this conversation that's ongoing. I'm just floored at how I was able to do that just with even the simplest tips. And so, so I just want to throw that out there for anyone who's like, how the heck do I do copywriting? You should probably check out Sarah's amazing mini course and all of the other products that you have too. Do you have any other, what are some of the other courses or, or tools or products that you offer on your site aside from working with you on one-on-one right now? I'm really excited about the launch playbook club and accelerator. So it's something I just opened in a really small way in the summer when we're going to be launching it and opening it up in the fall. But what it is, is every single week, there's an opportunity to have one like copy feedback and strategy feedback for your launching or anything you're writing from me. We also have someone in there answering those like pesky tech questions, because I know that when people are launching or creating any kind of like list building or anything they're doing, tech is one of those like major roadblocks that stop us, right? And then we get frozen from indecision or for myself, even when I opened up my membership, I sent a few uh, personalized videos to people I had worked with and invited them like that. And that's a totally valid way of launching. It's really just, let's get your stuff out there and get it tested. And here's support to make it happen. So swipes that I use, I give the exact form I would use if I was working with you one-to-one to fill out ahead of time. And I share that and I teach a different aspect about launching every month. So it could be launching a service, it could be list building, but I teach all in there. There's also some core things in there. So around list building and around listening better. So like message mining, interviewing people. And then so, and then we have things even around how to write all those like big welcome sequences, how to decide which launch process is right for you, because it doesn't always have to be the whole big webinar launch or a low ticket offer. It could be something really simple, like a few emails, the club, is something I'm really excited about. Oh my God, so many different creative ways to reach out to people. You're a gold mine of information and making money through launching and strategy. This is so good. So, okay, I'm really excited to listen to your podcast. Your podcast is out now. So I really want to hear about some of the topics that you're going to be covering and why people, like who should be listening to your podcast and why they should be listening to it. What are some of the juicy gems that you're going to be talking about on your show? Ooh, I'm so excited about this. So because I'm a launch strategist and copywriter, my podcast is called the Launch Playbook Podcast. And we're going to chat about all those, I think of them like the start, stops, pauses, and tools of transformation that make up a launching. So while working with business owners to launch and then debriefing afterwards, I found that there are often like these really interesting subtleties or even like hugely glaring things that have happened before, during, or after the launch that made all the difference. And they're not always like, oh, I did a webinar. There's all these like other little things that they did that either like really helped it sell a lot more or even like made it kind of not work out, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about all of those things and have open conversations about really what goes into launching and how to make it work for you. So far, I've had a couple really great conversations about creating your course and even how you don't have to launch all the time, but like looking at data can really be what you can do to like make the most out of your course or getting people in. It's pretty exciting. I'm honestly, I'm floored right now. I'm so excited to listen to your podcast and I'm going to be editing it. I'm so, so happy about this right now, Sarah. Seriously. Okay. So tell me this. 
How long had you been thinking about doing a podcast for before we started working together? So not really long at all. It was like this tiny spark in my mind, but it was very intimidating. So I kept shoving it away, right? Because I'm an introvert. So getting out there and being visible all the time can feel really overwhelming. But then I thought this idea of having a podcast actually might really work for me because having one-to-one conversations with cool people is sort of like my favorite thing to do. So it felt like a really good fit. Definitely that's how I shine. And so I realized that like podcasts would actually suit that perfectly. And then some of the coaches I'm working with, I'm in a mastermind for copywriters called the Think Tank. So in there, my coaches, Kira and Rob, so that I really need to be consistent about visibility and they're not wrong. And again, since it can be exhausting for my introvert self, I decided that I would reach out to you to chat about how to make it happen. Because I thought I can create the content, I can chat with people, but I don't want to be involved in all the rest of it because it'll stop me from actually putting it out there. Yeah, maybe just like a few months have been that inkling. But once we had that conversation, I mean, you remember from our call, I was like, okay, how do we do this? (laughs) Can we just go forward? (laughs) I know. Yeah, I remember. And I was in the middle of launching too. And you were graciously signed up for Podcast Rocket. And that was just super fun because you were like, I think, one of my very first people to sign up. That was so exciting. Like, I can't even describe to you the elation that I felt. You're like, oh yeah, I just signed up right now. I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh, what? You did? You believe in me? (laughs) It was so good. But I think like, you know, it's sort of the same thing. You know, you help people to launch their products and services. I help people to launch their podcasts. And I think we've probably come up with a lot of the same stories from our clients that they're telling themselves, like, I'm not good at the tech. I don't want to be visible. I don't think people believe that I should be the expert. So I think that's that's really fascinating that we have so many similar things, but we're able to kind of help each other with this stuff at the same time, too. That's really cool. So so now if we think about this from the perspective of someone who is not me, Emily Milling, how do you think this is going to have an impact on your clients? You being more visible, you being the front and center of your business with your podcast, as well as the content. Like, what do you hope that people will get out of it? And, and how will they grow their businesses as a result of listening to your amazing, valuable insights and information? Well, I'm really hoping people will learn there isn't some secret formula for a successful launch that really it all works, honestly. It's about doing it consistently and choosing a strategy and just going for it. The other thing I want them to see is that really it's not all about five-figure launches. And I know we hear that all the time, like how to have your first five-figure launch. And frankly, like a lot of launches aren't going to hit that the first time because we have to test, right? Like, Myself too. I'm a copywriter and I know lots of my clients and I know what to do for writing conversion copy. But the truth is I still have to get it out there and test and get feedback and hear what people want. And so what I really want people to do is feel empowered to actually go out there and say like, I'm going to put out the most minimum viable thing I can do. I'm going to choose a strategy and I'm going to go for it. And then I'm going to be open to iterating and improving And really kind of like acting like that scientist to say, like, I'm just going to test this and see how it goes, but also be in it for the long haul, right? Because like, ideally we're going to launch something and we're going to get some feedback and then we're going to do it again and again and again. And that's where we actually start hitting those higher revenue launches that people really want, right? And then for myself, I hope that it's going to, I guess, bring people to working with me, bring them into my launch playbook club, which is where I'd love to support them with launching and giving them that like copy and strategy feedback, get my brain on their launches in a really sustainable way. 
and also just like hoping to grow my connection with others. I love chatting with other business owners and finding out the cool stuff that they're doing so that I can then take that juicy nugget and like help my own clients with it. So I can't wait for those conversations. Oh my God. I just, I can't wait to get your recordings and edit them all. I'm so excited about this. So, okay. So kind of building on that, what do you think has been the most empowering thing for you in preparing your podcast and interviewing the other business owners? And even, I don't know if you've recorded a solo episode yet, but if you have, you can speak to that as well. What do you think has been the most empowering thing for you in terms of getting your podcast ready to go? I think realizing that one, it's actually not so hard. It's really a conversation and I have those all the time and I enjoy them. So that felt really good to know. And then also something that you told me was that you can actually repurpose a lot of the content you already have to like look back through the things that I've created and the trainings that I've already done. And, and even like those one-to-one calls I have, like, what have I constantly talked to my clients about? So it goes back to that listening thing again, like listening to myself and listening to what clients are asking for and realizing that I didn't actually have to start from scratch that I could dig into what already exists. And that felt like a big relief, honest, and a lot less stressful. And then really gave me that initial confidence to start recording and showing me that it's not that scary. And then I think I know like for myself too, choosing to work with you as my podcast editor helps me feel free to focus on those good conversations, um, releasing any stress around the tech aspect. Because I know if I was worried about like editing the the episodes as well, it would take me so much longer to get out into the world um, and I wouldn't have the bandwidth to be consistent. So I'm really glad I made that choice to work with you. I'm I'm really glad I made the choice to work with my podcast editor. I get it. It's it, The bandwidth thing is a real issue in consistency, but the, like we're marketers, we know that we need to do that. And so I, I really love this sort of shared investing in ourselves by investing in our community of creative, amazing entrepreneurs. What do you, what would you say is the number one thing an introverted podcast host or a podcast host potential should know? What do you think is like, if there was something that someone could have told you when you were thinking about getting started, what do you wish you knew? And what would you like to tell someone who's a little bit introverted, who's thinking about starting a podcast? I think if you prepare a few questions to get started in the conversation, just to kind of get you warmed up and over that initial kind of, I guess, like freeze or worry, I think as an entrepreneur, I, uh, an introvert, I kind of worry about those small talk, although it's never a problem when it's one-to-one, but that's always what kind of comes up in my mind as a roadblock. So having a few questions prepared, and I know for myself, I send all my interview people like a little bit, asking them to tell me what they'd love to talk about, a little bit about themselves. What could they talk about forever? And just getting to know them a little bit more ahead of time gave me confidence that I would have questions to go for and, and to ask them during our conversation. So I think a little bit of preparation and then just really kind of like shutting off that worry part of my brain during and just like leaning into a conversation like I was sitting across from them at a coffee shop. Man, how I miss that. But like having, you know, a, a coffee with them or a tea with them and just like, chatting mm-hmm. and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Oh, now I'm just thinking about being in a coffee shop and all of the people that I've met on the internet throughout quarantine times and just wishing I could see you all in person. <laughs> 
But it's true. Yeah, I think the other thing I wanted to say about that, this is my ADHD brain, by the way, just going in 500 directions. But the other thing that really stood out to me was asking people what they could talk about forever. That's such a good idea. I'm going to write down all of those different ideas that you had, and I'm going to implement them in my own podcasting and getting people on my show so that maybe this crazy ADHD, like, who knows what's going on in my brain doesn't interfere every single time. No, it will. It just will. It's just my brain. It's life. So thinking back to a few months ago, what do you wish you could tell yourself about the podcasting process and what has been the biggest overall change or transformation for you? Yeah, I think I tell myself it's actually really fun. Like I got off my first two interviews. I had batched them and I texted my husband. I'm like, I'm on such a high. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like I'm I'm amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh. It was such a big like boost of confidence. I literally had goosebumps because I was really nervous, like sweaty, like so uncomfortable. Um, and just like it was actually really fun. And I had initially, and remember we talked about this, I thought like, oh, my interview episodes would maybe be 20 minutes. And like both of them went like 30 to 40 minutes and we could have kept talking. I cut, like we did end them. But I love that like it just naturally went longer because it felt right for our conversation. And it was so great. Like, so I would tell myself that there's really nothing like that feeling of having a good one-to-one conversation. And that I've, I'm remembering that I really love building relationships. And there's not much of a better way to do that than having a chat with someone to deepen that connection. Yeah. And just hit the record button, put it out into the world and make that community grow. Oh, Sarah, that just makes me want to cry. That is so exciting because it's like, this is something that people really, really struggle with. And it's true. Once you get over that initial hump and you finally feel like, oh my God, I am actually really friggin' cool and smart and hilarious and awesome. And at times a great conversationalist, in your case, you're just a great conversationalist, me at times. <laughs> Once you get over that, it's like, oh, nothing can stop me. I feel amazing. And I love that you just told yourself I am amazing. What a, what a friggin' empowering thing to hear. That's so good. I loved in your, uh, it made me think back to your podcast, Rocket Course. And so after we recorded our first episodes in there, and I hadn't done it at the time because I was, I knew that I was taking the course to learn parts of it. And we were also going to be working together, but I actually like rewatched it right before I did the interviews. And you said like, you're a podcaster now. And you were so exciting. And that's totally the vibe that I was like pulling in. I was like, I am a podcaster now. This is so cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I love it. Well, it's like, so I use this, uh, the Nike Run Club app, and they have these like motivational running things. They're like, you're a runner. You've always been a runner. Now go get it. And I'm like, I am a runner. Oh, my God. And I'm just weeping. And I'm like, I'm going so slow, but I'm doing it. And it's like, I love bringing that energy in because um, everybody, if you want to be something, you can be it. There's nothing holding you back except some someone else's idea that you shouldn't be or that you can't be. But the truth is, everybody that's listening to you wants to hear from you because they know that you have the information that they need. They know that they love your personality. Like, this is why I'm so excited to listen to your podcast, because I just like, like I said, your make lemonade pictures, they just drew me into you. You have such a bright personality. It really shows through. And I, I cannot wait to hear all of these episodes. I know I'm saying this and it's already out. I've already edited them. So I'm, I'm just going to put it out there now. This is a great podcast. And it is called the Launch Playbook Podcast. Download it wherever you get your episodes of podcasts. Oh my gosh. Okay, Sarah. So let's talk about plugs. 
what are you plugging? What are the things? Comes out October 20th. So in and around that time, what is happening? Well, I would love you to all check out the Launch Playbook podcast and then let me know if you have any launching questions so I can be sure to cover them in the show. And also check out the Launch Playbook Club if you would like support with launching your offers or your courses, or even if you just have like this big idea in your brain, but you've been overthinking it and you want me to like help kick your butt to get out into the world and feel really confident about the copy you're putting out, I would love you to join me in it. Is that like an ongoing accelerator? Is it like uh, like timed weeks or? Yeah, it's ongoing. Oh, so cool. So there's, there's two options. You can either join the club. So you get that like that access every single week to the copy and strategy calls and the tech calls and all the training, or you can join the accelerator part where if you also want a little bit of like one-to-one time, but it's ongoing. It's all year long. Oh, that's cool. I thought it was like every once in a while. And I was thinking like, oh, I'll do it on your next round. But if it's ongoing, maybe I will just anytime, join anytime. Come on <laughs> in. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we'll put links for all of those things in the show notes. Where can people find you, your Instagram handle, your website, where, what are those? I am online everywhere at sarahvartanian.com, Sarah with no H. Great. Amazing. Okay. Final thoughts? Well, I am so excited to have worked with you to put out my podcast and like really appreciate again, like that spirit and vibe you brought to this. Cause I know that like I sent you some emails and I had some stresses about getting it done, especially let's be honest in this quarantine time, I have two kids at home and it's not been easy to find like that quiet space to make it happen. So really appreciate that you have been like that cheerleader for me and that big support system Aww. for me to put out something that felt a little bit scary and overwhelming. And to know that like you've got my back in this has made it such a good experience. So thank you. So glad. I've always got your back. Want you to succeed. You're a crazy cool person. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today, Sarah. I'm so glad you were able to join. And uh, everyone, check out Sarah's podcast. It's great. It's amazing. It's the best podcast ever after this one. <laughs> it's probably better. Let's be real. It's a great podcast. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find this show. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Milling. And if you're looking for a podcast producer, look no further, darlings. I'm here to help you. Send me an email at emily at theultimatecreative.com. You can also check out theultimatecreative.com slash start a podcast to help you get ready to share your voice with the world. Oh, 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 o